0: Excuse me. Has
1: anybody seen now That was a joke about the world being flat, right? Wasn't? Why does it seem like the further we go back in history, the more advanced we were? You're telling me people were so primitive they took a hammer and chisel and made this? President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central
2: Standard Time. We were unsuccessful. We <laughs> were chance at this new world order how many that truth believers are cuz kansas is going bye bye welcome back fellow truthers and conspiracy junkies i am your host catalyst jones Along with me today is somebody that you know is no stranger to the podcast. He's got his own conspiracy show going on, uh, also on the Patriot Podcast Network. You know him, you love him, Sean Chris from Kill the Mockingbirds. What is that, my brother? What's going on, man? uh, So you and I were talking, and uh, just because my format is kind of wonky, I've I've lost uh, temporarily. Hopefully, maybe. co-host and everything and you and i got to talking so we might knock out a few episodes together so guys get used to seeing uh sean chris on the white rabbit podcast for a little bit um i, I look forward to uh diving down some rabbit holes with you because we don't always agree on shit so we uh we might turn some stuff up that we might not have normally turned up and i'm excited about that
0: definitely agreeing and plus like uh that's how you do it man you know uh these podcasts everything just keeps developing how it's going to develop right like what we started out with is not going to be the end product because we're constantly trial and error so that's with all of our podcasts
2: yeah definitely it's a uh, it's fun to see where we've all grown from where we've all started you know everybody's starting to find their identity and uh in definitely. our little in our group definitely but uh so before i introduce our guest for tonight which i'm very excited to have on um have to give a shout out to our sponsors for this episode uh tonight's episode is brought to you by serious cbd uh full spectrum cbd it's the best cbd out there on uh the market they say uh best cbd on the planet but you know how i feel about that so i'll go ahead and say best cbd on the flat plane (laughs) And uh, so, if you guys want to go ahead and go to serious-cbd.com, enter the promo code Rabbit, which you see right here on the screen, you will receive fifteen percent off of your order. This is the best shit ever, you guys! Uh, definitely back it up. And the guy is a conspiracy theorist and a patriot that owns the company. So be sure and go and support him. Now, other sponsor of the day is the Warehouse Salon, uh, ladies. Gentlemen, stop shopping at Amazon. Stop buying your stuff, your products on Ulta, at Ulta. You know, these people are pedophiles. They are involved in a lot of shady shit. So why would you want to give these people your money? Go give it to people like-minded that listen to the show. That's the warehouse.salon for all your hair care, beauty supplies, beard oils, whatever it is you need. Enter promo code RABBIT. You will receive 10% off your order. And finally, brought to you today... Is my pillow. Ladies and gentlemen, go give Mike Lindell, you know, the guy trying to expose all of this election fraud that we know took place, true patriot. Go give him your support and enter promo code PPN at checkout, and you will receive up to 66% off. Big savings, big savings at my pillow. Sorry about that long intro, you guys. Uh, so without further ado, welcome to white rabbit and the patriot podcast network we have with us today somebody i'm very very interested in talking to um we have joel from see i told you i'd fuck it up joel from van <laughs> tesla how's it going brother yeah hey, you doing man i'm doing it's great joel thomas Joel Thomas, Thomas gotta get the name, of the artist, man, you know
0: it's branded, man. You can't, you gotta get the whole name out there, man. I get you it. You If you just say Sean, I'll be like, man, they could be like, there's a lot of Sean's. I, I fucking jinxed myself
2: before we started recording because yes, I'm gonna I'm I'm fuck this up. And then I wrote it down somewhere, and then I put my mouse over where I wrote it down, so I'm like, oh no, <laughs> in my then head, you panicked. Like, no, I am
0: gonna fuck this up. <laughs> Definitely. Sam Tripley, fuck you. <laughs> Hey, I gave you the little, you know. I get, I cleaned it up, got the rebound dunked. You know what I'm saying, just like Michigan. Yeah, dude. Thanks for the assist.
2: Thanks for the assist, Sean. I knew I brought you on for a reason. (laughs) So, uh, how's it going, brother? Before uh, we get into uh, what's going on, what is about to drop tomorrow? uh, Why don't you tell us about uh, your background, maybe your band, how it is that you came about to why you're on our show today? So, what brought you here? Well, uh.
1: Sean reached out to me, uh, Sean and I've done several podcasts together. Uh, we kind of have a link through music and, you know, I had reached out to Sean, yeah, maybe gotta be a couple months ago now, maybe longer than that, Sean, probably, probably like eight,
0: ago. Yeah. Like about eight, probably like six to eight.
1: Yeah. You're probably right. Uh, I reached out to Sean, you know, I knew he's into music. I was like, Hey, why don't you check this out? It's a little different than, you know, a lot of the mainstream stuff coming out and he checked it out. He's like, yo man, it's dope. You want to get on the show? And, that's kind of how he and I connected, uh, which was really cool. Uh, I'm kind of getting a lot of love from the podcaster community, honestly, since I started the Van Tesla movement with, with uh, Kwan, who's my partner with this whole thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of people started really you know, buying into it because, you know, we make quality music one and two, we're talking about things that a lot of people, you know, are either scared to talk about or just don't know how to talk about, or don't even have the knowledge to talk about it. So, um, I really started it from a background of and Sean knows this. Um, you know, I'm a former Freemason, you know, I we kind of went down that road, you know, wanted in music the other way, if that makes any sense. And right. you know, I kind of started realizing that, you know, I didn't want it that way, didn't really know what, you know, what angle I wanted to come about with it. But, you know, Kwan was very open as far as, you know, open-minded and down a lot of rabbit holes like myself and you know, we started, we decided to create this Van Tesla movement and, and the word Van Tesla comes from Van Gogh and Nikola Tesla. So we kind of combined those two guys. We, we love the kind of background of them, how Nikola Tesla, you know, came up with all these great ideas, had them stolen and he, you know, had a really bright mind um, and Van Gogh was uh, similar in the way that he created a lot of great things, but he wasn't recognized until after he died, you know, after he killed himself. So, you know, we kind of put those, uh, those two guys together and kind of came up with this, you know, movement, uh, Van Tesla movement of, of free speech, you know, uh, free thinking, uh, critical thinking. Uh, and we just wanted to create that with music and then spawn it off into other things as well, which I think, you know, it's, it's starting to do now. We're a good year and a half in and we've definitely made some, some big moves and I, I think we're just gonna continue to go up.
2: That's awesome, brother. <clears throat> yeah. I love the name and I love how you guys came up with it. Those are two, uh, genius people from history, you know, different spectrums of genius too. You know, you got like the, just with electricity and, and, you know, different, I mean, Tesla is in a whole different reality, basically, you know, talking about time, mm-hmm. time, space continuums and, uh, all kinds of, you know, free energy. And, uh, you know, then you got Van Gogh, the, um, Uh, secret society artists right right (laughs) Right. big time so that's awesome so you guys uh you guys mainly a hip-hop group or would you label label your type of music as any genre just uh maybe truth or music uh truth or music
1: really i mean we do uh we've actually got a, a a rock single coming out next next month and we do a lot of different styles so i don't really try to limit myself too much um you know i sing and rap so you know i try to i just kind of go with whatever i'm feeling now this new project that i'm dropping on saturday um is is hip-hop i really want to do something real real hip-hop um which you know i thought would you know push myself a little bit um you know and sean knows you know push those bars and and and, and really push myself on that front so without well, just with hip-hop it. though
0: not just with hip hop, because just listening to like when I first met you and just hearing your songs and I was liking it, and to listening to this project, you know, I just went through it all the whole project, and I like, uh, I you could see because like I rap, you know, it's cool and all that, but really uh, we're artists. Like an artist is a whole different thing, and I think your artistry really comes out a lot on this, where it's like it's taking it to another level. I'm like, okay, good. That's what I'm talking because when you see progression, that's when you know, like, okay, they got it, they found their groove, you know what I mean, and, and that's just inspiring to me, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh man, we could do like a lot of stuff, like. Cause that's what it needs to be. Cause I liked how you like mixed with it. Like for instance, like uh one of the songs you have on there on the new album is called flat earth. Right. But the way mm-hmm. that I, I, I love how you just like made the song, like it's still, it's about flat. You know what I'm saying? You did how, how we do, how songs are, you know, like he said, it sounds like he's talking about love, but he's really talking about when he lost his job or his dad, da, 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 like the, the, the layers, you know what I mean? I love layers of music and I think it's beautiful, right. man. Especially with the mixing with the, the singing's coming along a lot better too, man. I like how you're like, you know, well, how you're using it. You know, what I mean, you're using right. it differently. So, hey, it's love it, man. I got two favorite tracks. So I'll tell you later which was ones, which ones are. What's <laughs>
2: nice. <clears throat> I can't. I can't wait to hear this. You're gonna have to shoot me. Uh, shoot me some tracks later. Also, um, at the end of every episode, I showcase a song, and I genuinely, genuinely, usually ask the guest what song they recommend. So. Uh, maybe we'll be able to showcase one of your songs at the end of this episode. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome, brother. I love it. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that project to come out. Um, speaking of projects, you were just a part of a project and, uh, this is going to be dropping tomorrow. Can you tell us about this project, um, how you got involved with it and what your role was? Yeah.
1: So, uh, when I started this whole, uh, truth or movement with van tesla and we started you know branching out and people started catching on to us uh one of the guys that got a hold of my music is tony merkel from the confessionals um he's got a huge podcast on you know several different uh you know apple spotify uh he's been on sam tripoli with temple hat several times uh he was just on there actually uh day before yesterday but um he actually got a hold of my music through a mutual producer of mine who shot him our stuff and said, Hey, look, I, I just let you check these guys out. I did some production for them, and Tony loved it. And He reached out to me and said, Man, you got it. I love it. Uh, he invited me to come to Philly, uh, get on the confessionals, which I did. Uh, I talked about some paranormal experiences. Uh, I got, I delved into the Freemason thing offline actually on his uh, members' site uh we did we did a whole hour and a half about some of that stuff and uh was really cool he pushed the music he and i got really close and last i want to say end of august he hits me up out of nowhere and he's like look man i've got this trip and i knew about the trip because he's he started this uh group called legion of legends and you can follow them you know on any uh on instagram that's where you can get the best stuff from uh, Legion of Legends, but obviously the confessionals too, because he posts everything there. But he started Legion of Legends. And Legion of Legends is a group of guys that go out and hunt cryptids. Uh, and not just cryptids, though, because we take on a lot of different things too. Treasure hunting, we'll UFOs, we'll tackle those. Um, just anything that's weird that's off the beaten path. Um, so he, there's this fantastic story that this guy told him that was on the confessionals. Um, his name's Kyle. And this guy's lived in the Danny National Forest his whole life. The guy's an expert tracker. Um, you know, he, he, like I said, he's done it his whole life. Came on the show, and I don't want to make the, the story too long, but we'll touch like the main points. When he's 15, he went out hunting with his granddad, went in the woods with his dogs. Uh, they came down on what looked like some coyotes that were fighting with his dogs. He comes around the corner of a tree. He thinks it's his dog, but he knows this thing's huge. And uh, uh, the thing raises up on two legs and has got a coyote in its mouth, like hanging down. He said it was probably like seven, eight feet tall. That's insane. And Yeah. He took off running and he tripped and fell. And he said the thing got so close he could see down its throat and his dog uh, Jake jumped on it to give him time. He was able to get away. Uh, His dog, he didn't find his dog for two days, but he ended up finding his dog. The ears were shredded like noodles when they found his dog. Dog almost died, but actually lived. It actually went back out hunting again, which is crazy.
2: Yeah,
1: what a story. Yeah, and that was not his only run-in. He actually ran into one again several years later in a different spot. It came up across the road and looked at him and then just kept running up a hill. So uh, he from when he was 15... Till we met him, he had never been back to the original spot where he ran into that. He wouldn't go back there. He said it was, he said, up in those woods, in, deep in the Danube National Forest, there's so many things that are unexplainable. Um, he told us a story about what they call a hank, and they're called wood apes, and they're like little apes that are in the woods. They're like apes, and people don't think apes live, live in the woods, but they do, and he said his cousin shot one. And dropped it and he thought it was somebody's you know exotic it went around yeah went around to people's houses and they were all freaked out they didn't know what it was so he apparently told me that his cousin buried it somewhere he doesn't know where But that's just one of the many stories that he told us but the dog man story was the one that we really wanted to get down to so tony hit me up um he had an original crew that he was putting together a lot of those guys dropped out and he he was like, look, man, I know you, I know you rap and I don't know if you'd even be down for this type of thing. And I told him, "Like, look, man, like I grew up in the mountains of Georgia, like growing up as a kid. So I, like, I lived on the side of the mountain. I mean, bears used to walk out in front of my house. So the woods is nothing new to me. Right. I told him, like, yeah, man, I'll just, uh, I'll just pack my guns and I'll be there. That was yeah, one of the first yeah, things he asked me. Right? He was, he was like, "Do yeah, you have guns?" I was like, "Who are you talking to, man?" Like, of course. like so, <laughs> Stop, man. is this America or is
2: it not America? I was like, so- "Dude, I
1: talk about deep state twenty-four-seven, man." Yeah, I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm, you know, half half the week I'm looking out the window, man, freaking out. I have like, weapons all, by all by the over house."
0: My- <laughs> I got weapons all over the house, man. I got like a, a knife crevice to like underneath my shoes. Don't give away your in. secrets. Don't give yeah, away well, your I, secrets. Nah, no, because I'm going to get there first. Like I got a little <laughs> shit everywhere around the house, man. Just, you know, just a case, man. You never know. Like I'm drunk and I'm like,
2: who's this guy? Like Your FBI agents listening to this right now, taking notes, brother.
0: He's like, all right, yeah, underneath the it. drawer. <laughs> yeah, or but am I telling the truth? All right, there you
2: go. <laughs> So, so Joel, he wanted you to uh, come along just for the company and protection, or did he want absolutely you to film? Yeah. Or? So you know, I'm not i I'm not a, I'm not a
1: filmographer. So he really wanted me there for, you know, another body, uh, weapon, weapons. Yeah. Really, right. um, he needed somebody for security. I mean, basically, like, so somebody else that was like him that wasn't filming. Um, you need that in a crew. You need several people, you know, that aren't so. it it really came together really well ward who uh, has been shooting my music videos i was just talking to you off air about him sean um he's done a lot of stuff he used to work for glenn back back in the day and he's done a lot of things here you know recently but he's a fantastic filmographer guys done it you know he does it for his job uh Christian Roper is an actual treasure hunter. Um, He's been on that geo. He's done a lot of work for them. Um, He's also a great filmographer, uh, awesome director. Uh, So it was us four. So, you know, we're, we, we get there. I don't know them. I know Tony, Tony knows them, but again, none of us have ever met together. We don't even know if this is going to work out. You know what I mean? Like we're going in hopes to track this dog, man you know, deep in the national boon, you know, uh, forest, but we don't, we don't really know how it's going to work. You didn't really
2: have any intentions going in. Like you, it might be a flop. It might, you might actually catch something on film, right you just don't know You right. know what well I mean. you don't even know
0: how invested everybody is and 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 to your point too not just the body right you are also another pair of eyes because when you're doing that you guys are investigating so the more people that can look around like obviously protection too but like can look around and be in other areas you know you can only right. track so much with by yourself or with one group right and i mean here's the thing man tony
1: tony's got vision right he always has he, you know he built his podcast up from literally nothing. This dude was a trucker and he built his podcast up to where that's his full-time job. I mean, that's what he makes his money off of doing his podcasting. So um for him, he's building like an empire. That's his that's his goal. He wants to build an empire, he wants to bring other people on. Um, he's got Merkle Media, which he has other podcasters assigned to that he, you know, helps and knows how to market. And uh, and the guy's a, a truther in his own right, you know, he's deep down the rabbit hole, which is really cool um but yeah he he's got a vision and you know he you know without knowing it he knew what he was doing when he put the people together because he just you know he said he had a gut feeling and in all honesty it worked out fantastic i mean everybody got along great everybody worked well together uh we you guys can
2: trust each other Absolutely, shit, And everybody kind of know that somebody's not going to run away and leave you stranded by yourself type of thing.
1: Right. And the good thing is everybody kind of had a role, you know, Ward, he's a cameraman, but he's also highly trained, you know, in hand to hand combat, as well as he understands uh, weapons really well. Uh, that's kind of been his forte. So he's, you know, legit trained. He trains people in hand-to-hand combat and a lot of different things so he brought kind of that aspect to it the technical aspect of safety and you know help people through that um you know he taught you know, guys how to do tourniquets and different things if something happened you know what i mean it was yeah. uh,
2: it was pretty cool so you guys um, came together like the wu-tang fucking clan <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. and it was just like the perfect harmony of, of everything so it really going was in, so going into this joel i gotta know man did you think you hear this story where you like, man, this is all bullshit, but I'm going to go along with it. Or, you know, what, what were your thoughts? Did you think that this guy actually, his story held some weight? Uh, what do you think he saw?
1: Well, I'm a nut. So I'm already going to believe something like anyway, because I just believe the world's a crazy place. So for me, um, yeah, I'm already, you know, geared up, and I know from Tony, he's talked to the guy several times, and Tony's like, look, this guy's legit, you know, he, if anything, he believes what he saw, we don't know what he saw, but he knows he saw something, um, Christian was a little more skeptical, even though he's had some experiences with different things in his life, uh, you got to have some skeptics on board, too, it's it's helpful, you don't want everybody all in, uh, Ward's very even kill. he's very open-minded to everything, he, he believed it, in his mind, though, he believed a more supernatural aspect to it, right? He he was thinking more, like, interdimensional or demonic, you know, that was kind of his, his thoughts on it as well. Even after uh,
2: finding out about the dog's ears being shredded?
1: Yeah, so, like, for him, I mean, he had done a lot of studies about lycanthropy and... You know, people that want to essentially change into werewolves right and one of the things that he had done studies on is people that would do these rituals that would take uh, wolf skin put it over their bodies and do these rituals to where the projection that they would give off with whatever demonic entities that are around them would allude to other people that they were werewolves or dogmen if that makes any sense so you know essentially they wouldn't be transforming but the projection that they would be giving would be of something like that that was kind of one of the ideas that he threw around but the problem that we couldn't get around was the fact that like you said the dog's ears were shredded and there was actual physical things that happened um on that on, on that encounter that he had So that was the part that we could never get around that something physical happened there, whether it was metaphysical or not, it created something physical that happened there.
2: Yeah. That's insane. Did anybody, uh, when I was listening to this on tinfoil hat yesterday, um, the movie, the village came to mind. Did anybody Mm -hmm. bring that movie up?
1: I did actually. Um, I don't know if I brought it up to them or if I was talking to somebody else, but I actually had thought about that because I love that movie, by the way. That's, that's, I think, one of my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movies. A lot of people don't bring that up when they talk about him, but that's probably one of my favorites. Um, but, yeah, it, I thought about that to an extent, but, man, like, what ha- happened to us on that trip and the things that I saw on that trip, it's just unexplainable. I, I can't yeah. I can't wrap my you mind around just,
2: it. Yeah, man, do you want to just jump into that? You want to go? Yeah, ahead,
1: we, we can do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually start with day one when we went out there and tell you what we found the first day, and then I'll get into the deeper stuff. Uh, the first day we went out to the second location where Kyle had seen the second dog, man, the one where it wasn't chasing him, he just saw it crossing the road and went up into the other side of the, of the forest. So we went down through there. Um, Antonio will tell us better because there was a big crash in the woods that happened. And so we all looked, again, it could have been a log, could have been a branch. And that's the one thing you have to be careful of when you're out there looking for these things that you don't create in your mind yeah. things that are happening either because it's easy to do that because you're out there looking for something. You, your, your mind can play tricks on you to where you're seeing stuff or hearing stuff that's not
0: really there, too.
2: Oh, for sure. I think we've all been there, especially when you're a little kid, you know, and you, you think that there's monsters and a Stark inside your room or aliens or something. Or just mm-hmm. being, like, hung
0: over and waking up in the morning and all the clothes that are on a chair. You're like, what? Who's here? Like, you're like, oh, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly so um i, I gotta ask were, were you scared at any point um on the first yeah day?
1: i'll be completely honest with you. no like i'm i don't have that really that personality and it was funny when we got back from the trip tony said that um he said i'm the guy that would be like hanging off a cliff like, like yeah i'm going in first because I, I literally <laughs> was when i get in those situations especially when adrenaline's going i'm more about like i want to find it Cause in my mind, it's like, man, if i died by a dog, man, what a way to go. Like, I mean, right. seriously, like that'd be the most epic way to go, you know, like instead of, you know, just dying of old age or something, I do die by a dog, man. We do not even know what happened. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, so. But don't you think it also
0: gets you to that, like, uh, get you to your, like your root, right? Like not everybody, but for you personally, it gets you into this because you're it's not even just like, Hey not that if you die by him, but you're like, no, I'm going to kill this before it kills me kind of thing. And not even Mm -hmm. thinking it, it's just like natural instinct, right? Like goes back to like thousands of years and man, and you know what I mean? Like, I think those instincts kick in when you're in those situations. Yeah. Especially man
2: able to live in that moment too. Cause I know a lot of people, especially if you're scared, you're thinking, Oh man, I got a wife or I got, I got a mortgage or some shit like that, you know? So you're a lot of people will flight during those moments and, uh, it takes a special kind of adrenaline junkie to be able to face those moments and be like, yes, this is what I'm fucking talking about.
1: Yeah, man. I, I guess it just in my life. And, and, you know, I touched on it briefly about, you know, being a Freemason and going down the occultic route and everything. I mean, I, I've i had, you know, run-ins with entities and different things I I've just never really been the type that was scared. I was more like excited. If that made any sense to me, it's the excitement of, seeing something that nobody else is seeing, or, you know, being like in with something that nobody else is a part of. I think that's the allure too with the occult. You know, a lot of people think about like the easy stuff, the money and fame and why people do it. But man, there's an allure to that side of it, man, even though it's dark there's a huge allure to it, because it you feel like that you're in on something that nobody else is in on you know yeah, what i mean yeah, I like couldn't, i couldn't
2: agree more i you know right now i have almost all of alester crowley's books and writings like i was definitely diving deep into that shit for a while i, I scared yeah, myself and quit The but, but um i love talking about it I, the occult yeah is my favorite i writer. did the
1: same thing man i did anybody that got into the occult beat was on the Alistair crowley stuff man big time book of the law book of lies like all that stuff so you know i i did all that, man, back when I was doing the heavy meditations and, you know, connecting with entities and all that stuff, man. Like, I think that's what, why it doesn't bother me right now where, you know, some people will lock up and get a little like scared or whatever. I just feel like I'm on the right team now. So like, for me, it's like when these entities or whatever come and attack, man, I'm like, man, fuck it, man. I'm with the Lord. Like, I don't have to, I don't have have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, That's That's what I was going to ask you actually, because, uh, when I've had my experiences, like, I've had, like, a lot of different experiences with some kind of, like, who knows what it was, but, like, you know, I have my personal experiences that, like, I'll, I'll probably discuss at some point in my, t- of my life, but, like, I've seen different things, and, like, the, what I do is, like, I get it not scared. I'm, like, because I feel like if I'm scared, it's like a dog, you know, like, it senses fear. Like, I'm, like, oh, man, I'm going to fuck you up, man, like, or I'm going to die trying. Like right, you know what right. I mean? You're not gonna you're not gonna get me because I like you said at the end of the day, like I'm like I might not be a perfect person, but I think I got, you know what I mean? Like I would told I'm be like, man, I talk about pretty good. He likes me and he likes funny people, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he likes to laugh. <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> right, right. It's true, man. It's true. Um,
0: yeah, I'm so gonna, that, that yeah, go I go think more,
2: I'm sorry, uh I, I'm gonna let you get back to your story because it's it's really fucking fucking interesting. But I just wanted to say that I think the more attention that you give to these entities. Uh, the more they feed off of it and the more they want to mess with you. So I think if you don't even give them the time of day, they're just like, fuck, this guy's boring.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that's part of it. I will say this though. um, I've definitely had some, you know, since, you know, I I quote unquote switch sides, you know, there's definitely been some, you know, Rough times for me, as far as like things I have to deal with and and and, and all that, because you know yeah. it's not like they they like letting people go either. So you yeah. know that's that's I, part of it.
2: I'm still dealing with shit right now too, from from leaving that side. Yeah, I I definitely am dealing with shit. I, I get yeah mad at it sometimes, you know, like um it wasn't that long ago. It kept shutting the TV and the kitchen light off at the same time, and they're on different breakers. The breaker wasn't popping. I'm like this thing is messing with me, and I tried to ignore. Oh yeah. It. I kept doing it like every five minutes, and I was trying to watch a movie, and I was like, "Yo, I'm trying to watch a movie, and you're pissing me the fuck off right now." And it left me right. the rest of the night. But yeah, man, I deal with shit.
1: Oh no, I feel you, man. And yeah, I, I, again, I think that's why when I go on these trips or whatever, it, I've just you know, it's just how I'm built, and it's not that you know I think everybody on the trips built for it, or they wouldn't be out there. You know what I mean? Like everybody has their own personalities for sure, but man, everybody's got, you know, a set of balls when they get out there because, you know, everybody was, you know, ready to go. Um, You know, there's a lot of people that told us not to do it. I mean, listen, Kyle has lived in those woods his whole life and he would not go out there at night with us, which he did. So, um, so back to that first day though. So we're walking through there and Kyle stops. Like I said, he's a, he's, I mean, this guy's a tracker, tracker. Like people in, the region come to him to look at tracks if they don't know what they are, because this guy knows tracking so well. We runs across the track. Man, I'm telling you, it's insane. So it's, it's on the documentary and you'll get to see it. But the track is and he said it's either canine or it was a cat. But I'm telling you, man, either it was a mountain lion that was like 250 pounds, or it was something that we couldn't explain. I put my whole hand in it, man. And this thing was like, we're talking like all the way like that. And we're talking like, it looked like canine and it was huge. And that was just our first day out there. And he was like, man, this is unexplainable. And like I said, we took pictures and we actually had a pencil next to it too. So we could show people, Hey, this is the rain is difficult when you're putting your hand there because nobody knows how big your hand is when they're looking at the yeah. camera. But if they're looking at a pencil, a, a full-length pencil, they can kind of tell. And it was it was bigger than that. So as far as length goes. Um, but yeah, that was our first day out there. So we were already kind of geared up after that. We're like, oh my, and there's stuff out here for sure. Um,
2: and, and so, what yeah, we, you just showed what you just showed me is is twice the size of any mountain lion print I've ever seen. That's what I
0: was gonna say, and like mountain lions. Aren't I like? I'm uh, being from California, and you know, if you go hiking, you see mountain lion uh, tracks all the time, and like, they're not that, you know. What I mean, they're usually uh, like the know, palm of your even... hand. You know what I mean? Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, that yeah, so that that would have got my yeah, that definitely would have got my my heart pumping a little bit seeing that track. So yeah, we're did pretty jacked like, up. Did it look like feline or um or a canine to you or? Yeah, it definitely did.
1: I mean, you know, again, I'm going to listen to the, the the tracker that understands it better than I do, but me being from the mountains and understanding, you know, tracks when I run across them, I mean, I could tell if it was a bear or, you know, something like that. It did look like a bigger version of a house cat or a dog print. Uh, that's what it looked like to me. Um, and just to be able to put my whole hand in there was yeah. just nuts to me. Uh it really was. It was, it was mind blowing. And that yeah. just kind of kicked off a series of events that just went really crazy after that. So um, we, we went back, started that night, you know, really started planning out the next, you know, day. And we wanted to go out to where Kyle originally saw the, the first dog man, the, the big encounter, the one that chased him down so the way that it works in this side of the Danube National Forest, there's a gate that they don't unlock till like hunting season. But when they unlock it, there's about a week gap before people start hunting. So he wanted to get us in there and they're in that week gap. So we were having to deal with, you know, other people out there hunting and, you know, you just don't want to deal with anything that could transpire, you know, guns, you know, people having a bunch of guns out in the woods. So we get out to the gate, it's locked. So, you know, Kyle's, you know apologizing profusely to us he's like man i brought you guys all the way out here you know we go back to the cabin and we start talking and i mean i mean of course i'm like so I'm, you I'll walk
2: <laughs> like, how far is how far is the walk from where the gate is so
1: the walk from the gate was probably six miles in
2: Ooh, um at yeah it's yes at walk.
1: yeah so we decided that we were going to go ahead and do it we came all this way we're going to make the walk as long as kyle was willing to take us out there because see the way that it works at the gate when you pass the gate and this is why it would have been easier with the gate open you could take trucks back up in there because there's a road that goes all the way back up in there through different it'll branch off into different roads but you could go through there and you can get out the truck and then you can go deeper in the woods and you can start hunting or whatever else it just gives you a lifeline in case you know something happens you got a you know a quicker way but if you're deep in there and something happens, and you're six miles out, I mean, you better be a good shot, or you better, you know, you better hope that you can get out of there, so, you know, we decided to get, we decided to go deep in there, we get about two, three miles in, and there's a fork, and just on a whim, you know, Kyle's like, you know, let's go this way, if you guys are good with it, we could take a little detour, he's like, there's a, like, So in the Daniel Boone National Forest, they have these uh, basins. They're like man-made like water basins that they fill up for animals to be able to get to water. Um, They just have them, you know, man-made throughout um, the national park. He's like, look, this is a good place because if you want to try to track some animals or whatever, go to where, you know, you know, they would be around water. Um, He thinks that would be a good place. So uh, we get, we start going around these different turns and we get to this one kind of, it starts opening up a little bit. Right. So it's like turning, you know, to the left, it starts turning to the left. Well, up this hill and over to the top is where this basin's at. So uh Kyle says, Hey, let's go up and check it out. So he and Tony leave us to go check this out. I'm still lead. Generally speaking, I'm, I'm in the lead. I had, I had the shotgun in the front. So I'm, I'm walking around, around here. So I'm, I was gonna say, you guys had a bunch of like
2: camera equipment. You had your guns. You probably had water and snacks and shit. Like, absolutely, we had backpacks, all that. Um, Gosh, was it was it hot and miserable or what time? It wasn't
1: actually. It was actually decent weather. It was a lot of rain though, so that was the thing that was tough. It was a lot of rain. uh it was just wet put it that way we weren't always in the rain but it was just generally pretty wet most of the time even the days that we were there and it wasn't raining it was still wet from when it was raining so um so i'm coming around this corner christian and ward what's just fascinating with this and you'll see this in the documentary um they are cameramen but they're cameramen that are a part of the crew so you'll see them a lot um on camera Uh, using the camera, talking behind the camera, which kind of differentiates our documentary from some other documentaries that are out there. Because a lot of these other documents, you have these guys and then you have the cameramen and you don't know who the cameramen are. They're just there to film. But these guys are actually a part of it. So it made it really cool because you get these different perspectives with the cameramen being a part of it and actually interacting and then being a part of the crew. So they are just as much part of the crew as the people that didn't have a camera, which is really cool. Um, I say that to get to the part where I'm coming up around this corner. Um, I'm 30, maybe 20 feet, 30 feet in front of Christian. And. I look up into this vast hill where all these trees are at and it's really dense. And I've never seen anything like this in my life. There's this massive tree. And when I say massive, like I probably couldn't get my arms around it. And I got pretty long arms. And this thing is shaking with some other trees around it, but really brush. I, we're talking to the point it's bending like this in front of me. Mm-hmm. And it is just, it's going nuts um at first you know you've been hiking for two and a half miles three miles and you don't really know if like you know because you're there to find stuff but then something yeah. happens and then you're just kind of thrown for a second you're like and did I'm i like, just see that did i really just see that and of course in my mind because i know because i got this conspiracy mind i'm like of course i'm the only person that's going to see this and they're going to think like you <laughs> make it <laughs> up or you know so or 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 I'm gonna be the only one that I can report on this, and everybody's gonna be like, "Ah, whatever." This guy thought he saw something. I turn around, Christian's there. I'm like, "Did you?" And then it happens again. He sees it, and this time it's even more violent to the point. I've just never seen trees bend from the bottom like that without snapping. And we're so talking—is like, like
2: a redwood tree, like a really tall and wide tree? And I wouldn't say
1: redwoods because you know those are those are massive around. But we're talking like, like a pine tree yeah but like bigger you were just talking like you maybe like an oak tree or something like massive like it was thick huge like i said i couldn't even put my arms around it um the one we're looking at in particular but again there was a lot shaking because of that tree shaking there was other how, stuff how far was it. this
0: tree from you like about you said 20 30 yards I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna
1: tell you about 30 feet man okay we're talking about like we're not even talking yards i'd say probably about 30 35 feet for me yeah. i think from christian it was about 4050 if i'm right um so yeah i'm just guesstimating
2: do you only see the tree shaking or do you actually see anything that could possibly be shaking it and that's the thing man so we don't see anything moving it. so
1: he sees it again but he's looking at it from a different angle which is really cool the his angle the way he was coming up the hill he was looking at the top of the trees and the top of the trees are just we're talking nuts man so he sees me and so like wards a little further back and we're just like hey so he gives them the signal they need to come running down so tony and kyle come running down and we're like hey this is what we saw kyle breaks down he has like ptsd from what happened to him before he actually breaks down and we're talking this is a man's man right we're not talking about you know what they would call a tenderfoot like this guy is a man's man and he breaks down this guy's like on the side of the road like teared up like he's like took him of, back like, to that shaking. moment when he
2: was 15 Yeah huh?
1: yeah so he's not doing well um so we decided to break um the first rule of the trip uh don't <laughs> don't split up <laughs> so which we've kind of figured out that that's never going to happen like it's going to happen we're probably going to split up from time to time it's just kind of how things go but um Tony was like what you guys want to do like well we'll go around because the way the road did the road went the road went around in the behind where the hill went so we were going to try to like track this thing and push it back into where they were at
2: so as long as it
1: didn't rush you right I mean we're you know we knew anything could happen, but we, we just thought that was the, at the time, man, adrenaline's running. You think that's the best idea, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, a normal hunting tactic. Flesh it right. out, right, partner. So I, so I go running up. I got the shotgun. Christian's behind me with uh camera. Uh, sadly, uh, we didn't, we had the walkie-talkies and we left them. So we're just out there with nothing, him and he and me, um, while they're no, back there. No cell yeah. phone service, I'm imagining. Well, it was spotty, like depending on where you were at, you could catch some sometimes, but where we were at, man, I don't even think, I think it was completely dead at that point. You couldn't catch anything. And it was funny because Tony will tell it, from his angle where he's on the other side and we left and he's like, oh, I forgot to give him the walkie talkies. We didn't like pass it off. He's like, man, he's like, well, we'll know something's not right if we hear some gunshots. So he's <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> he's like, I just hope we can find them. So boom, boom. we go. Tra- oh, <laughs> so we go tracking whatever it was down again. We never saw anything, but this tree doing what it did, which was just, I still can't to this day wrap my mind around it. So we're going up. There were some really crazy things that happened We were going up there. After the tree shaking, it was deathly silence in those woods. There was no birds anymore. Yeah. and there was plenty of like like. You eerie? Know, squirrels barking and all that before then they weren't anymore there was nothing it was eerie and you talk about heaviness and this is why i try to bring the spiritual part of it too because even if these things are real uh, there's some things that i think that they could be and i think it's still tied into the spiritual aspects of you know what's going on on this earth too so it got real heavy and i'm talking about where your body felt heavy like something was just kind of like pressing you down and we're coming up around this corner uh, we, saw, we saw something hit a tree and move where a branch fell down. It was so fast, we didn't see any what it was. We just saw the tree shake out of nowhere and then the branch fall. Christian's like, did you see that? I'm like, yeah, I was like, but I mean, again, nothing. Like it wasn't anything physical that we could spot out. So we keep going, we, we go around the way the road went, the trail starts going behind this hill because the hill goes up and then back down. And we're talking still silence. It's nothing. No birds. Not nothing, man. This is a big one. On for like 30, 30 45 so minutes. Yeah, it was. And and that's when we knew that there was something
0: there. Like that tornado weather. You know how, like, when a tornado is going to come and it becomes that, like, yeah, like you know, like. Before the storm. That, the, yeah, the, the like the wow. eye of the storm where it becomes so calm. Like, it like everything right before the huge winds come. Like, everything just. Like you like right. you said, you could, like, hear a pin drop in the middle of the that's street. Eerie, Right. It's just eerie. So you guys go
2: there to find Dog Man, and then now you're worried you came across the predator.
1: Maybe. And, you know, funny story. Uh, Tony, did actually interview a guy um, that had a predator experience, which was pretty crazy. This guy was part of a 1% biker gang. And we actually brought that story up after that, which was kind of crazy because we were like, what if it was something that had a cloaking device or something that was there? Because we actually went up around the tree, too. We didn't just... Cause Ward went up there. Like he actually laid the camera down. He went up there with his AR. So he was poking around up, you know, footprints, Ooh, nothing like nothing, like something moved. We don't know what it was. Um, we did get back though. Um, as we got back, the birds started chirping again. Things started coming back alive. It was really odd. Um, Kyle started coming back, you know, to life a little bit. Um, yeah, so crazy. we, there was we-
2: definitely some sort of presence there
1: uh absolutely and you know we we toyed around with some ideas and i'll towards the end i'll tell you like kind of what maybe i think and then what they brought up too, or what it could be but so we left there we ended up tr- trekking to the original spot um at least to the road part of it we found it but it started getting to that point where we knew if we didn't get back in time it would be dark and kyle was like hell no, I'm not going to be out here when it's dark at all. I'm going to leave that to you guys. I'm telling you, don't do it. But if you're going to do it, I'm not going to be here with you. So we ended up not on the trip, not getting to the original spot, which in all actuality, I don't even think if it, it was meant for us to go there because we had so many crazy experiences at this other area because we actually went back there at night um, as well and had some more experiences there. Uh, too. So uh, I don't know if I told you this, but during that time when the tree was shaking right after it, there was knocking. And I don't know if you guys know anything about Sasquatch, but yeah. Sasquatch tends to knock on trees yep. and they'll make these knocking sounds. We actually have it on camera. You can hear the knocking, which is pretty nuts, man. It wasn't a woodpecker, nothing like that. It was definitely some heavy like tree, tree knocking. Again, you know, we, try, we tried to wrap our mind around anything that it could be that was feasible like was it a logger up there that was doing some stuff i mean you would know if it was a human being in front of your or equipment you know we went yeah. up there where it was around there's nothing there. there's no people nothing um so anyway we leave we ended up going to another spot the next day during the day where we heard some more knocking which was pretty crazy uh it was a whole different area i don't know if it was the same thing that was kind of following us or it was something similar but we definitely heard some more knocking um so that night we gear up and we're getting ready to go. It's going to be wild. Like we know said, it's going to be said, a long uh, night.
2: Sorry to interrupt you. You said oh, you're good. Follow, you said following us. So you you guys are out there trying to track this thing. So at some point, I, I take it, you got the feeling that it was tracking you?
1: In a way, yeah. Because for us to hear the knocking at the one location, and then go to a completely different, we're talking miles and miles away and hear the similar knocking in a whole different area. Yeah. And we did have, and you'll see it on the documentary, but there was some wild stuff going on with some government um, uh, helicopters that kept flying over us too, in bunches uh, hey, over the period of time of us being there. So if you know anything about national forests, um, there is a lot of reports. we you done some studies of a lot of a testing going on deep in national forests mm-hmm. um, a lot of underground uh, bunkers uh, and facilities um, a lot of uh dna testing um they say that the un actually has uh militant groups that are deep into the national forests that are ready for when it's time when they want to take over they're gonna come out of the national uh, national forest um you can actually find uh odd parking lots deep in the national forest with these unmarked um white vehicles uh so it, it's it's pretty wild um they do say in national forest too there's uh, a lot of entranceway to portals so they say oh, that's where a lot of these things come out of is these portals and these different kind of uh, openings into different dimensions which hey, you know it of, makes
2: that's, that's coming uh, kind of mainstream now. They're, they did a Netflix documentary about it. I believe uh, Rogan had somebody on about it. Um,
1: yeah,
2: There's a
1: reason for that. There's a reason yeah. they're putting that out there in the mainstream now because they kind of want you to get ready for it. Right. Um, but government's know about a long time. They, they kind of keep track of these portals, I, I think, anyway. Uh, I think it was very odd that there were government, um, military, helicopters that flew over several times while we were having these experiences and deep out there in the woods
0: especially that you had it like right like like that's for for instance that's like when you're like well we were meant to be here like as soon as you see that tree and i think that like would you say that when you're out there like you know how you're saying you're flushing trying to flush it out or or what you think you know you're you're doing that and you're in the action and then later when you go back that night you guys all discuss it like well what do you think like this is you know what i mean like and then you really get to analyze. You could talk when you're there, but I think right there, you're just in the moment. And then later, you get to take yourself back and kind of analyze it, right? Like, analyze what we saw, like, and I'm, I'm a huge skeptic, right? Like, But I've always, like, since I was a kid, I looked into, like, Sasquatch and Chupacabras and all kinds uh, of Mothman right. prophecies, like, and, and and the one thing I will say is, like, you know, like, because, of course, it disappoints you when you, when you watch all these different things and you're like where's the evidence or where's this and and you get frustrated sometimes but you gotta imagine that these are huge spots and, and and we don't know how intelligent any of these creatures are and then when i start hearing more of the like interdimensional i kind of really have a lot of uh i kind of believe that but i think like what if it's more something that like can be interdimensional but mind controlling right like where mm-hmm. we're seeing like it's not really happening, but it's happening because they're making it see it's happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, yeah. like, like maybe the earth isn't shaking, but they're making the who's ever in this and, the, and how much power they have. Because I do subscribe to what you're talking about, because there was a lot of uh, earlier. There's a lot of tribes that um, have like ancient tales of that of like, I think, in the uh, I don't know if it's in the Bible or something where there was like there's this old tale where there's these two dudes or, or this little family in, in their village in their hut. And there's this army that's going to go kill them. And they're like, he he tells a story, God's going to protect me, blah, 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 blah. And then like, you know, something comes out and and happens. And I think there is these like something. I don't know. I'm with you. Like, I don't know exactly what it is, but there is something. And there's a reason why they don't want us to know, because why? Why? Because there's so much land we could travel and so many people have gone down these paths, but we don't see the evidence because I think that it is being suppressed as well.
2: Right. It's funny when they suppress so much stuff and it all leads back to uh, a creator, I feel. And I think that uh, all of these things that they suppress us from is to keeping us from realizing our full potential and what we're really capable of, because once we do, it's game over for them.
1: Right. And uh, I agree with that, too, uh, for sure. You know, especially that was something that was always looming in the back of our mind too was the fact that we get out here and find something you know what's going to be there to suppress it or suppress us you know you got to think about Mm -hmm. that aspect too um yeah so uh the last night we decided to go out there uh night vision we've got everything ready to go and we're making the long trek in you know without kyle (laughs) which is crazy
0: uh we (laughs) the tracker
1: (laughs) yeah yeah we get out there and again, man, you know, we, we, before we went out there, we talked to, uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with him, dark waters, and he's uh, like a dogman expert. He's phenomenal. This guy's super smart, but we actually talked to him on the phone about what he thinks dogmen are. And, you know, he kind of broke down the whole Nephilim theory and, you know, what he thinks that, you know, they're hybrids and he thinks the original dogmen are, you know, the, process of uh fallen angels having sex with with uh animals which created dogmen and then he talked about you know there's the other side of dogmen which are uh you're tested on things like chupacabra and all that that the Mm -hmm. government's tested on and kind of just released out there um so you know we got that loom in our minds i i I think a lot of metaphysical too i actually is a combination of all of it i think it could be several different things it might not just be one thing you've got several different things that could be so you know that was the that that's what we thought about and and in all honesty we don't know we went in there looking for dog man but it doesn't mean that's what we found and i i I tend to think um along the lines of something supernatural and you know i'll even get into quantum bigfoot here in a minute too but you know we get out there and we're we're hanging meat from the trees you know like we're really wilding out out here like Like we want you want
0: something to come (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, we've even got the we've even got the uh, the uh, wounded coyote sounds that that we can let off too because apparently they love coyotes. So we got that in too. So we get out there and we're on this like hilltop so we can w- look down over oh, where everything's right. at.
2: Let me let me interrupt and ask you. Yeah, go ahead. Topic. So before you guys went out there, you all must have said, OK, we need to watch this South Park episode. The one where Stan's dad has, like, these huge balls so that you could go out into the forest and say, hold <laughs> me <my ear." laughs> Yeah. I love now, South Park, I, so I you, know that episode real ear. well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Check out
2: these balls, motherfucker. <laughs> we're going to hang meat from the trees and try to Sasquatch, Dogman. I don't know what the fuck we're going to get, but we're getting something. I don't give a fuck. I thought you
0: were going to say bear pig, man. (laughs) Oh, man, bear pig, my bad. Bear bear, pig,
1: it's so great. Oh, yeah, man. So Ward and I are down there hanging on stuff. We get back up there with them on the hillside. Everything's dark. We do have the trail cams up. So we've got those recording. We're going to leave them out there overnight anyway, even after we leave um, early in the morning. So uh, we're watching. Well, Ward's got his AR. I've got shotgun. We're kind of watching the... Back behind them because they're filming with um night vision and tony's strapped up he's got like a sidearm uh christian was never strapped up he's just dealing with the camera so ward and i hear this thumping behind us and it's happening like boom, boom, and then it'll stop, and then it'll happen over here, and then it'll happen over here. It's like something was circling us, and as this is happening, he's looking at me, and he's like, man, there's something, there's something definitely coming up on us, and when that happens there, so like I said, it had been raining. I told you that before. There's like a, if you, if I was to look up, we're underneath this canopy of trees. There is a straight line that all of a sudden it shakes in a straight line. I've never seen something like that happen either, where like a literal straight line of trees or, or trees and limbs shake in one particular area, shake all the way up to above us where we get hit with all this water and then stops when it like stops right above us. So he looks so it's over like a stream
2: of, stream of energy.
1: It, something. Yes. It was that really wild, say- man.
2: That goes way yeah. beyond some sort of creature in the woods. That's like right. you're dealing with like a, a place that might be right attachments well- to it. And that's what we
1: had also dabbled with as well. I mean, it could have been multiple things that we'd on yeah. out there. And one thing that Ward had brought up too, and I didn't even think about at the time until later, he was talking about the fae and fairies and how, you know, the legends of these fairies in the woods and how they would be these, you know, basically energy pockets that would cause, you know, things to happen in the woods and they could cause violent trees to shake and all that kind of stuff too. So it could be spiritual entities like that as well, which you know, I think's a plausible idea. You know, definitely, like you said, energy. I definitely felt like there was some crazy energy there. I do think there was something physical there too, and I'll get to that when well, we went back in the morning. Uh, we went back in the morning to get the get the uh, game trail cams, and we're exhausted, man. We've been hiking for three, yeah. four days, and we get back out there. like, I didn't even want to go back there to get the, get the game. None <laughs> of us did. We were exhausted. We we're like, man, we got to go get them now. So we get out there to get them. I'm snooping around, you know, just seeing what's going on. Well tony is pulling one of the game cams down and he's just kind of like doing you know how you're just looking around it's not really like you're doing it for any particular reason you're just looking around well he looks at this big log of or tree that had fallen down and he catches out of his eye like this gray head and it's we're talking but it was like a big body and it was looking at him and then it ducked and ran off and it was he said it was something massive and he wasn't sure what it was he couldn't tell if it had a lot of hair on it or not he said it wasn't sure so he's like man i saw something over there so me was being just, me i'm like, hey. was it
2: just seen or did was there a smell to it did he hear anything
1: and that's what we so we didn't smell anything because i know there's that smell with bigfoot like a lot of people talk about that there's that there's that smell that you smell um generally speaking i think anything you run across in the woods is probably gonna smell
0: especially it's all wet. It's going to smell like bad, like.
1: Right. So I decide to go and run after it.
2: And (laughs) of course you did. Why wouldn't you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Tony's like, you sure? I was like, yeah, I got it. It's cool. I'll I'll go out there and check it out. So I get out there again. This is one of those moments where everything is just silent again. Like everything got deathly silent after he saw this, I get out there. It's super silent. There's no,
2: there's no nothing.
1: Like no, no birds or no anything, so I get I get out there a ways where I don't really see them anymore, and I run across this structure, and it's what you would talk about, or what people that would run across Bigfoot would talk about of the teepee structures that they build. I just saw two, like three massive logs that were pressed up against another tree and almost a teepee structure with a bunch of sticks and stuff underneath, like something put it together. Whether right. it was a human, whether, and I don't see a human putting those massive trees together. Cause when I'm, when yeah. I'm saying they were trees, it was like trees that had fallen that they put up into this teepee store. It was massive. And I didn't walk in and I was like, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not stupid. Like, you know, I'm, I'm crazy, but I'm not like stupid. I'm not, I'm not going to like go up into something's like, thing you know house and piss it off so you know of course i'm looking around i don't see anything but i did see the structure and this is literally the one time i didn't bring my phone with me on this trip and i wanted to take a picture i know they were they were mad at me too i was like man i left it back at the cabin because you know i'm just thinking we're going to get the get the trail cams It comes back and get like, the it's anything, yeah. gonna happen again and this is the third time we went to that area and something's happened every time we went to that area something happened which was just nuts so we ended up leaving and that's kind of the long and short of the trip um uh we did talk to kyle um again he actually had a his son had a weird uh thing that happened. And I kind of want you guys to watch the documentary to see what that was because yeah. it leads into the next trip that we're going on, which is Skinwalker Ranch. We're going to actually be staying at the guy's property next to Skinwalker Ranch. He's oh, <laughs> this amazing. is no lie. This guy has create, he bought this property. It's a ranch next to it. He bought it as a haven for these things to be okay and hang out at. So he's yeah, he wants like all the paranormal to be like relaxed and like this is being like, there like preservation. Yeah. So we're actually gonna go and stay out there in like tents and stuff for a week. Oh, um my. coming up in June. So I'll be like the next documentary that we drop. Uh that's gonna
2: Christmas. be so insane, bro. I hope you see so much stuff. Uh, I don't know if you follow um uh Ben and uh on rise rise.tv. Uh, they did a documentary where they went out there. They they had a program called Edge of Wonder. I don't know if they still do Edge of Wonder, but they've been on Sam Tripoli's show before. Okay, yeah. And they went out there and they did it. I think they stayed for like two or three days and they did a documentary um, staying out nice. there. And then the shit that they got just within two or three days on camera, I can't, I've, that's on my bucket list, bro. So I'm super jealous of you. <laughs> and yeah, Joe, I'm do excited, you think- man.
0: Do you, do you think when you saw like you know how you were saying like you you felt or you saw the trees like bending and when you saw the cheese tree, tree shake do you think maybe because you got me kind of thinking a little bit right like I don't know if you guys discussed about this like maybe there was an actual physical some kind of beast or some kind of what mm. have you physically there but then maybe the tree shaking and the other part is maybe some kind of warning or protection chasing it off because it's it it. it Maybe maybe something protecting you guys, you know, maybe someone has like a, 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 a spirit that's kind of like, hey, man, better stay away from this motherfucker. Like because it seemed like you guys got really, really close to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it seems like it was like pretty much on top of you and it almost seemed like it was because if you're saying like, you know, you hear the knocking and all that it seems almost like it's 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 watching you and seeing what you're doing. And maybe something was keeping it at bay because I thought that like that's why I was saying earlier about it was hard about uh, the whole Sasquatch and stuff. And uh, discouraging, but then when I started getting more into like the layers of, you know, is it interdimensional? Is it is 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 it projections of the mind? Is it like these different things that it could be, which makes a lot more sense, right? Why someone would see something like when you said it earlier, that's why I think a lot of us do it. You're like, man, am I the only one that's seen this? (laughs) Because if I'm the only one, it's so (laughs) hard to be the only one that's like, man, you saw that, right? And then you're like, were my eyes playing tricks on me? I have adrenaline pumping, but I think that it can. Also, you guys were prepared and your mind was open, ready to try to see something. You know what I mean? You weren't. You right. went in there to be like, "Hey, we're hunting this down." Like I remember uh, a long time ago, we went camping with my uh, all our friends and we were getting super drunk. And uh, the sheriff comes up and we're like, "Oh fuck, man, what's he gonna say?" And then he was like, "Hey, man, just to let you guys know, there's a, a an escapee juvenile up here, and uh, you know, be careful." He was like 17 or something, and then he took off. And I, me and the home were super drunk, and I was like, "We're gonna find him." <laughs> and so we walked all through everything. We found them and we took them. To- <laughs> and then we you know we drove them out of there. But I think it's the same concept. You know, you're there. I- I'm there to find it. And right, right off the bat, it sounds like you guys were already, and that had to be more motivating to do it right. You know, like the first day, you're like, oh, nothing. Now you had that like that drive to go chase it down. And now it sounds you get like you guys are like really like have the taste for like, hey, we're gonna find these motherfuckers something.
1: Yeah, man. It's, uh, like I said, it's really coming together. Um, we, uh, we, we did a VIP release of this uh, a couple of weeks ago, which went really well, by the way, uh, we had a lot of people sign up for it. We did some live Q and a, which we'll be doing tomorrow too on YouTube. Uh, okay. this will be the only one that we actually released for free. Um, we're actually going to be, uh, we're, we're actually looking at some outlets right now. They're going to pick it up. So we're hoping nice. the next couple that we're going to be, you know, putting out um, for people to get to uh, from a different medium. Uh, one thing is, you know, it's, it people, you know, the P the money people put into it goes right back into these trips. I mean, mm-hmm. it goes right back into what we're doing. So, you know, all the support that we get, it's always great um, to help us out with that too. So um, yeah, man, that? we're,
2: do you have a place where people can go donate? Do you have like a gift go or a Patreon or something?
1: You might could go to, uh, I know right now you can go to Media, and I think you could still get into the VIP, get in there early before tomorrow, if you wanted to. Um, and that's where people are just paying the 25 and, and watching it early. Uh, but it's, it's, it's great. Um, I think we are looking at some actual streaming outlets so they're going to pick it up so you'll be able to rent it from those so nice. i don't want to talk about the outlets yet until things get yeah, out yeah, but yeah. yeah we're definitely you know in the works with some of that stuff currently. well
2: that's awesome when this comes when this comes out uh tomorrow it should already be out um i'm assuming you said you said youtube so i'm assuming we'll be able to go on 9
1: p.m the- yeah 9 p.m eastern time we're going to drop it um at right afterwards though we'll be live on youtube the entire crew so people will be able to call in people will be able to chat with us there we'll answer a lot of questions um we'll even talk about the upcoming trip um i'll, I'll actually be going to philly i'm heading out early tomorrow so i'll be going to philly to go in studio with tony because i'll be there for that and then saturday i'll be back in the studio when i drop that album release um i'll be putting out um the uh music video to stockholm um that day too uh sean will be sean will be on the um live with me because i've got several podcasters on the live so we'll be um, talking it up uh the album conspiracies we'll go crazy and conspiracies so uh you know a lot of a lot of my music is conspiracies um i try to make a good balance though you know as you know, I love conspiracies and I love the truth of community. Um, But it's like Sean, I talk about all the time, man, we got to spread love and we got to, you know, enjoy life too. We can't just wake up hating life and, and, you know, deep States coming to get us. I mean, they are, but I'm just saying like, we got to like, we got to like build a support group for everybody that understands what's really going on in the world and still enjoy life, man. You know, like we can't, we can't hate it, you know, I, I went through a phase where I was just raging, man, 24 seven, where I was just pissed off. And, you know, I was ready to just like bust anybody in the face that was, you know, wearing a mask or whatever else. So, you know, I, I, that's not the way to go either because one thing I've realized, man, like if you want people to wake up, it's not telling them to wake up all the time. It's really just planting seeds and, and hoping that they grow. Cause a lot of times people come back to you and that, it grew a little bit they want to know a little bit more and then you can give them a little more um, right. so some people will never wake up but it doesn't make them bad people either and exactly. i think that's one thing i realized that they're not bad people man just cuz somebody's not awake doesn't mean they're not they're not a good person and right. a lot of times if you just treat somebody with love and respect man they'll 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 see that more than anything 9 and times out of one 10 of my, one of my best friends in the world and he's done a lot of cover art for me and we've known each other for 20 something years I um, mean, he's super leftist. Like, like you never believe like he and I like butt heads on anything when it comes to this type of stuff, but dude's super intelligent. And he's got his way of thinking about things. I got my way of thinking about things, but he's like a brother to me. Like I, you know, he's gotten me out of plenty of jams early on in my life. And, you know, I, I wouldn't look at him any differently. And I think that's when you start, um, realizing that people are people and, you know, and that we don't always have it right either. Cause we could wake up yeah. tomorrow and realize that that theory that we had just blew up in our faces and it wasn't right. That's why I try to keep ever evolving the theories. Cause one thing you got to know is even the people in control and in power don't always have it together either. So you, they don't know, that they've got a lot of plans and they, they do plan very well. They plan for a long time, but they don't always have it together either because things blow up in their face too. So at the end of the day, you know, we just need to get the truth out the best way we can. You guys are doing a great job with it. You know, I appreciate you guys letting me me on here too. Uh, but you guys are great. I mean, you guys definitely have good heads on your shoulders. You're, you're pushing the 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 pushing away from the narrative that's being pushed down our throats, which is good. Um, yeah. And I think the truth of community in a, as a whole Um, there's a lot of infighting in the truther community. A lot of people that squabble in the truther community and and how are people going to listen to what you're saying if everybody's fighting within there too? And I think at least, you know, in my point of view, the truther communities realize that, hey, we may have differing views on certain things, but at least we have like the main view, right? That we know that these governments are out to get us (laughs) and they don't
2: give a damn about us. And that's all all you really need to know. We're all the same team. Yeah, Yeah. you know know what I mean? even the people that aren't in the truth or community, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, we all ha- hold and want the same things for each yeah, other. Yeah, Absolutely. Saying, I totally agree. Guys, with that. You know, like you were saying a minute ago, how you walk around, you used to walk around uh, wanting to punch people in the face that you see wearing a mask. I, I still catch myself doing that all the time. You know, like I get so mad and I'm just like, Oh my God, these sheep. But
1: yeah. I got
2: to think back, you know, like <clears throat> 15 years ago, if I would have talked to myself Myself today, if I was to go back in time and talk to myself back then and told them some of the things that I th- truly believe in my heart, I would be like, uh, "You're fucking crazy!" What happened to myself, you know, within right. a period of time? So, you know, you got to think that that like, everybody is gonna awaken at their own time, and just like you said, some people are not gonna awaken, and that's just the way that it is. I mean, you know, I feel like there's a lot of crazy shit down the pipeline ahead of us. And if you haven't been awakened yet, uh, there's like a big suppository red pill that's coming your way. And if, and if you don't happen to take that suppository, then there's just no hope. I don't think you're ever going to wake up because you just, that cognitive dissonance, like you just, you're, you're, uh, you're so set with your ego that you can't admit that you were, you've been lied to, you know, I, I right. don't, I don't know who said the quote, but it's, um, it's, uh, you can fool somebody a hundred times. Before you can prove to them one time that they've been fooled. So,
1: right, no, and that's a really good way to put it too. Um, yeah, man, I, again, I think I'm always evolving and growing with how I think about things. Um, I'm very open to listen to people, even the truth of community, if I'm not like really riding with exactly what they're saying, I mean, I, I can at least appreciate that they're not buying into the narrative. You know what I mean? Well, like, to
0: some extent, because like what I was gonna try to touch on real quick before we jump off the topic is like, there is a lot of toxicness in the truther community. And I think that um, to me, it's more frustrating for people that are supposedly awake that are like falling into the same traps of. Uh, whether they might have like some of it figured out or like they might think they do. And then they focus right. on it and they're like, Oh, that's it. We, we got it figured out. Like how we're talking about like uh dog Man and stuff. You know, we're like, we don't know. We know there's right. something. And that's what we should all like. And all of this is like, yeah, we all have a gut feeling that it's going a certain way but to definitively be like, no, I have all the answers. You're an idiot. Those guys to me are a little bit more frustrated, a lot more frustrating than the people with the mask because at least the people with the mask, I can have compassion towards them because I'm like, hey man, you're strictly brainwashed. Now I'm like, not only did you find some truth, but now you found a way to either manipulate it or you're just a dummy and you keep regurgitating the same shit or getting from the same sources. That's the annoying part. Like, you know, you're talking to to see about dog, man. You guys are talking about, to so many different uh people to kind of figure out okay how does the story match up and a lot of people in the truth or community whatever they're discussing on sometimes they get that one talking head. okay so he has a open we got to be open-minded but we also got to be skeptical
1: yeah man and people got to realize too there's a lot of psyops in the uh truth of community too i mean there's a whole reason for that you know so people have to be careful with that too even with like followings that you may follow you got to know that there's going to be all kind of angles that people are trying to throw you off base of what's happening you yep. know it, it just is what it is man like um and i'm very open to knowing that hey i could be wrong about something and i'm okay with that like that i think that's you got to have that um you, you know You guys were just talking about it and and saying basically that, you know, you can't have that pride, right, to think that you're right about everything. Because then that then you're even if you're you think you're awake, that cognitive dissonance is kicking in on you at that point, because then you're not willing to concede that you could have been wrong about something that you followed for two, three, four, five, six, whatever, how many years. Right. So we all have to be open open minded in, in in the uh, critical thinking community I would say even better than truth or community just the critical thinking part of it I think you know to have critical thinking you have to be open to the fact that you're wrong and I think especially that's just- with
2: how fast information is coming at us recently. Mm-hmm don't just jump on the first narrative that you see you know how many people have you seen with this whole ukraine russia narrative jump on one right. side or, jump on one side or the other immediately and it's like yo you didn't even give this 48 hours like how do yeah. we know any of this how do we know any of this mm-hmm. so yeah. it's like yo you were just a critical thinker the other day talking about the jab what the fuck what's that? what's right it's true.
1: And I think that's tough for people, man. It's tough because you have so many things getting thrown at you. And I think for me, man, sometimes I just let things like settle for about a week before I really start talking yep. about it. Or I start getting some information or, or whatever, you know, cause the one thing is, you know, jab ain't gone away people ain't forgot you know people forgot all about that like uh it's they're still cooking on that too so you know at the end of the day like just because they switched it up with ukraine real quick you know they're still the states are still passing these vax passes they're still you know passing these things that nobody's seeing
2: even more now even now more than ever because they're doing the whole magician hey look over here thing i mean Mm -hmm. you're you're big into the occult and, and magic and ritual magic and all that stuff. That's exactly what this is. And and if you go back, one of the oldest tricks that illusionists do is to draw your attention somewhere else while the real thing is happening while you're not
0: looking. And that's exactly. And they'll do multiple things. You know what I mean. That's the things that like the first story comes out. Wait till the fifth, sixth, seventh. You know what I mean. We got to go down the line. Right. And then, I, but I think that with like me and you and other artists out there that are trying to like, I won't agree. There's a lot that I have hate on, but whatever, whatever. But anyways, uh, Putting the music out there, I think it also fights back because, you know, these occultic people put this music that hypnotizes people, maybe puts them in and we can battle back. And that's why I tell right. people when you need to make a podcast, you know, do a music video, do a documentary, do an album, do a, a series like on whatever your issue is and you can kind of put it into the spectrum. And that's the best way to fight, I think, not just yelling on social media, actually doing and building something. That's why I think the music and podcasts and all that is so effective in it it spreads faster because it's not just some angry guy that's making posts. It's someone that you're actually listening to, you know, they're listening to us for about an hour two hours sometimes, and they can kind of get like a a feel of who they think we are. They get a better picture of than you see with Jay-Z where you're like, okay, I seen an interview that was set up. You know, the questions were probably vetted. You know what I mean? Like now you're getting the raw version of people. And I think music, film, podcasting all that now genuine is what people are looking for people are tired of being lied to so i think the more genuine positive energy that we can rate you know we could talk our shit i'm gonna always talk my shit but keep trying to be open-minded i think that will gravitate more people to us and that's why i think you did a good job on this album i think that's going to be really good to to get that vibe out there it's it's a feeling that people are familiar with a little bit like it's your own sound but you know f- familiar with a uh, modern what's like i would ca- consider modern hip-hop and then you got your singing and then you you hit them with hard lyrics and you it sounds to me more spiritual like there is a yeah. lot of truth in it don't get me wrong but i thought it was really cool that you got real spiritual And it. It, it you could see that it's your own transformation that you put it down onto these songs of like this is me man this is what i'm doing like I'm not just looking into like, Oh, this is crazy stuff. Yeah. I was there, but now I'm getting into this next level. Like Sam Tripoli always says it, it gets to spirituality. You know what I mean? All this leads right. to spirituality and, and finding yourself and finding that creator or something that is going to make us feel whole because the world may be dark, but we are the light. Right. So we right. have to spread that light.
2: Right, and, man. I definitely feel like, um, like, uh, to, to piggyback off of what you were saying there, Sean, I feel like, um, I feel like it's a gateway drug, right? Being a critical thinker and becoming a truther is is like the gateway drug to spirituality. It'll it all it it'll all lead back to, I, I always feel if you're in the truther community long enough and you dig down these rabbit holes, not only spirituality, but the existence of a creator, no matter what creator it is that you look up to, what Bible or what writings, I should say, that you read from, it, it all leads back to a creator. And to get back on... Um, on this whole truther movement, and and what you were saying is people are are really hungry for something different right now, and they they they're sick of being lied to, right? And they're sick of like, oh, uh, you know, like fuck these people like making so much money because I see them on TV all the time, or because the industry is pushing their music so hard. And that's what I love about the truther movement is like there's so many of us that are so passionate, and we all have these talents, and we're using our we're using our talents with our passion, you know, like I, I don't have the passion to make music anymore. I used to love making music. And now that I actually have something to talk about, I'm like, I'm not putting it in three minutes, I'm going to do a podcast. And and then you know, like, but music is, is important. And you were saying how you get in these dark places. Um, and I I was in such a dark hole for like two months. I'm recently coming out of it. And you know what's helped me come out of it is because I was all listening to podcasts or watching documentaries, and it's all leading back to these dark places. But music music, and comedy is what brought brought me out of it. And there's all these different artistic venues that truthers are taking, whether it's visual art, audio art, uh, music uh comedy all these different things now we're uh all these filmmakers and it's not bullshit it's like really high quality shit that we're doing because we're so talented and i think we're that we're we're building like a parallel uh, economy and community and i think that we have hope
1: yeah man i totally agree and that's something that i wanted to evolve with the, with the music too you know when the van tesla movement started um you know it was definitely hard-hitting straight up deep state and we definitely had a lot of spectrum of things to talk about, but, um, now it's just, it just keeps evolving. The music keeps evolving. So, you know, every song I'm talking about something that's going on crazy in the world, sometimes it's about family. Sometimes it's about something else that, you know, people need to, have as well you know it's a combination of all that and like you said sean like this album has a lot of spiritual tones to it It did it kind of happened naturally it wasn't something i planned so you know even even the instrumentals and all that kind of felt churchy at times i don't know if you felt that a little bit too but yeah uh, um it it definitely did it was something for me to really i wanted to get off my chest you know in a way that you know i could talk about the things i want to talk about but also give like hope Because I think that's something that, you know, the truther community has a hard time doing is giving the hope because you got a lot of doomers, you got a lot of people that, you know, like, yeah, man, like, shit's going to get worse where it gets better. We all know that, like, you know, that's kind of like part of the drill. But, you know, if you have the right faith, and you have the right hope, like, you know, we will, you know, come together. And again, man, there's a power that's bigger than all this. So like, that's, that's the one thing that I do know.
2: Amen. Amen. Sean, did you have any last things that you wanted to add?
0: Yeah, just uh, like you were saying, like, I think it's just teaching people not just about just how to critically think, but also like showing them how to, uh, you know, adapt, uh, adapt to situations like, yeah, it's not, it may be bad. Like, it only seems bad because you're used to a certain thing, right? Like, if you're always eating filet on for, you know, the, the, quote unquote thing everybody always says you're going to expect that but then when you go to top ramen you're like "Wow, man the world's horrible but is it you know what i mean so there is ways you can get your own shit you know you can be, if you build it yourself you have more of a chance of creating your own life if you let somebody else build it then you're not in control anymore and i think that all this stuff that we're doing is just getting people to uh, not open their mind, just critically think, think what we're saying, go look it up, go listen to a song. Like, you know, you're going to see a song title. You're going to hear uh Jewel Thomas say a couple things and it it hopefully it grabs you. And then it makes you go kind of like, Hey, what is that, man? Let, Let me look into that. And then you can go find more in yourself because I think we're getting wrapped too much into this society and we forget who we are and we have to embrace it as much as possible.
2: Amen, brother. Sean, uh, <clears throat> where can everybody find your podcast? Where can they find your music? Any upcoming projects?
0: Uh, yeah, we got uh, Kill the Mockingbirds. You can follow me on Instagram, Kill the Mockingbirds. Um, you can find all my podcasts on uh, Spotify, Apple. Uh, we usually do a Tuesday uh, at 5 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Eastern, but uh, I'm kind of changing that sometimes because some people want to do different kinds of calls. I can only do like an hour on IG, so I've been hitting Zoom up a little bit more. So you'll have to catch it on. Patriot Podcast Network, YouTube, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then, yeah, I got music. I just dropped a single not too long called They Want, uh, they Want Your Freedom. Uh, that's on all streaming platforms. Uh, Sean, Chris, S-E-A-N-C-H-R-I-S. And I got a new project coming out called Psychosis, dropping 420.
2: Awesome, brother. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, Joel Thomas, uh, what is the name of the documentary that is dropping tomorrow and where can they find it?
1: Uh, Expedition Dogman is the name of the documentary. It'll be on the Confessionals YouTube site. So if you just go to YouTube, um, type in the Confessionals, it'll be the first thing that pops up. I think Tony's got like thirty thousand people following him now, or something like that. So it's pretty easy to find, um, and you'll know too because it'll be live uh, when it drops at 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, tomorrow uh, on Saturday. I'll be back in the studio. Um, you'll need to go to Tesla one youtube.com slash VanTesla1. Uh, YouTube, uh, uh, if you just go there and type in VanTesla, V-A-N-T-E-S-L-A, uh, VanTesla will pop up pretty quick. That's where we'll be doing the live uh, with Tony from the confessionals. Uh, Sean will be there with us. I got Mr. Gates from Haterazzi. He'll be there too. Um, I got Eric from Uncomfortable Podcasts. Um, Quad will be there, uh, my partner that I do music with. So we'll definitely have a nice little crew there. We'll be playing the album. We'll be showcasing the Stockholm music video for the first time before it hits YouTube uh, for good. Um, if you want to follow me anywhere else, though, you can follow me on IG at van underscore Tesla underscore. Um, TikTok, you can follow me with the same thing at van underscore Tesla underscore. I'm currently banned right now from posting but you know i've still got a lot up there <laughs> i'll be back up next week don't worry about it um but yeah they got a little hot about the uh transformers post that i kept posting so um anyway uh yeah you can follow me there um if you go to spotify or apple really anything title all of them um just look up joel thomas it'll be like one of the first things that pops up you'll catch all my van tesla work there any of the solar work i got coming up um, the albums will drop there. All the singles. I got a lot coming this year. Um, a lot of songs coming this year. So I'll be dropping, you know, after this album, probably at least two, three songs a month. So it'll be, it'll be coming. So yeah.
2: Awesome brother. You're on fire on fire. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to hear uh, hear the new shift that's dropping. And then uh, after, after your new um, your new trip, when you get back um, from Walker Skinwalker Ranch, I'd love to have you back on and, and talk about whatever whatever crazy shit you guys come across out there, man.
1: Oh, yeah, I'll be back on.
2: All right, man. Joel, it is a pleasure having you on. As for me, guys, you can follow my Instagram account. You know me at White Rabbit. Be sure to check out serious-cbd.com for your CBD needs. Enter promo code RABBIT for 15% off. Check out the warehouse.salon for all your beauty care products, uh, beard oils, uh, all that good stuff. And enter promo code RABBIT for your 10% off. And, you know, Mike Pillow or my pillow, Mike Pillow, my pillow, <laughs> our boy Mike Lindell. Be sure and uh, go over to mypillow.com. Enter promo code PPN and you can receive big, big savings over there. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of White Rabbit. I am your host, Catalyst Jones. Keep digging down those rabbit holes. Oh, wrong mouse. I always do that. Shit, 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 shit. You guys are good.
0: And scene. I see-
1: Like a mo- Coney deals, jungle full of predators on the how fields So I got the fire, refuse to live in fear I can spot suppliers in a fresh rugs Call me private label, I be leaving breadcrumbs I want all the smoke, cigarette stubs I am moving silence like Epstein in sex clubs I just lane on the shit, big pack what? Yay, I'm counting the receipts, ooh Like Orsini blackmailing the elites, ooh I put a target on my head, A Follows me like the shot to a chest, ain't woke it's like Stockholm, ayy, it's a war and we in foxholes, ayy, they movin' on us like narcos, ayy, we up and down like stock quotes, ayy, and it's like Stockholm, ayy, it's a war and we in foxholes, ayy, they movin' on us like narcos, ayy, we up and down like stock quotes. I ain't home, but I know my way, you ain't alone, so you know you straight. Ain't worry about the devil in the Mago day. They breaking on the borders of your mind, but you focus on the ones with the wines, Jose's. Overload your Ram, Colorado State. I'm just here to help you uninstall it. My words, you wanna hang like Jesse Smollett. Ooh, I ain't being hyperbolic. Ooh, proud of our country, but we sold her. So complex, but simple, Rube Goldberg. But honestly, I started seeing light, letting go of hate. Getting rid of Salsa Verde on my shoulders. No chips. And it's like Stockholm, ayy It's a war and we fox foxholes, ayy They moving on us like narcos, ayy We up and down like stock quotes, ayy And it's like Stockholm, ayy It's a war and we fox foxholes, ayy They moving on us like narcos, ayy We up and down like stock quotes
0: Hello to all conspiracy theorists overseas watching this Please get a life People who have nothing better to do than make up lies about us because their own lives are so small and so sad. And if anybody thinks that we are going to be distracted or intimidated by tinfoil hat wearing tossers seeing in their parents' basements in Florida then you do not know us Territorians.